You're listening to Reframe Your Life. This is episode 104, and I'm your host, Sandy Reynolds. Thanks for joining me today. I haven't recorded anything since earlier this fall, and it isn't because I wasn't thinking about podcasting or had gone on an intentional hiatus. It was just a time of reflection and getting focused and pivoting a little bit in my work and I want to talk about that. I love the idea of pivots. I love that everything you're doing is taking you to the next thing and just because you've started doing something doesn't mean that's going to be the one thing you're going to do for the rest of your life. There are some definite foundational things that I do in my work that have been true of me for my entire career. And that is that I help people who are stuck get unstuck. And I've tried different iterations of that. I have a background in adult education and a master's in leadership. And I've done work in corporate trying to help teams get unstuck. And I've done work globally helping women become stronger leaders and to really own their power and strength and become the women that they were meant to be or that they are meant to be. I have a great freebie available for you to help you to take it further in your life. So if you're driving or you're listening to this while you're walking or doing something else, don't worry about writing down anything. I've got it all for you in a nine page PDF that you can download on my website and I'll give you more details about that later. What I want to talk to you about is disappointing more people. About 10 years ago, I started my MA in leadership. And when I was doing it, one of the first things that we did was a values exploration. And we did an assessment online that helped us identify our own values and the values of the organization that we worked for. And I've done another episode on values and I'll link to that in the show notes. Joanne and I talked about values early on in our podcast because we were both inspired by what we learned about our own values and recognized this as important work for everyone to do. What I found out about my values is that I had a value of wanting to be liked or needing to be liked. And that is not a great value. And when I learned about it, I was a little bit embarrassed. I felt like I should have better values. It was never something I would have put on a list if you asked me what I valued. But there it was and I had to face it. And I realized that how wanting to be liked has shown up in my life primarily is through people pleasing. And I know I'm not alone here. I know that a lot of you are also chronic people pleasers. And how do I know that? Because in my one-on-one work with women and the conversations that I have around the table, one of the most common themes I hear from women is that they feel overwhelmed. And when we start to unpack, where does that feeling of overwhelm come from? It comes from not being able to say no to people 
for being afraid of disappointing people or being afraid that if you say what you want or put up a boundary with someone else, that they will spiral out of control, that it will end your relationship, that it will destroy their lives, or that you will feel incredible guilt about it. And I'm going to be talking about some of these things in upcoming episodes of of Reframe Your Life. But for now, today, I'm going to focus on this new work, this new freebie that I have available for you. And it's called Five Ways to Disappoint More People. So why are we so afraid to disappoint people? I mentioned that I've worked internationally with women. I've been doing global leadership development for about 30 years now. My background is in adult education. And I have observed that regardless of the culture, the age of the woman, or the purpose of our work together, there is this underlying need to put other people before ourselves and to take care of other people. It's the choice we make to make a decision based on not wanting to disappoint someone or upset them rather than doing what we want. And this happens in really crazy ways. You might find yourself out for dinner with friends and you had no intention of ordering dessert. You're trying to watch your weight. You're trying to not eat sugar, whatever it is. And then your friend says, Do you want to share dessert? And she's just spent the whole meal talking to you about all the horrible things that are going on in her life, how stressed out she is, and how frustrated she is. And before you know it, you're sitting there with a fork in a sticky toffee pudding cake and regretting your decision knowing that ultimately it doesn't change her situation, but you've just set yourself back in your goal of reducing sugar or calories in your own life. Why do we do it? Why do we think that saying no to someone else is going to be a problem for them? And why are we so afraid of disappointing people? We feel overwhelmed, incapable of making decisions, stuck, resentful, angry, sad, depressed. We regret the choices we make. We lose sight of what we want in our own lives. And yet we keep on pleasing people. We keep on heading down this path of being afraid of disappointing people because we want them to like us and we want to be loved. I want you to find the freedom to live your life fully. And I believe the way you're going to find that freedom is through living truthfully. And I believe to live truthfully, you are going to have to disappoint people and you're going to have to get comfortable disappointing people. I want you to start disappointing people so that you can feel less resentment so that you will be less overwhelmed, so that you will start to experience the type of life you long for, so that you'll have healthier relationships, you'll feel more confident, and the people around you will start taking responsibility for their own lives. Does that sound good? I want to walk you through the five ways that you can disappoint more people, 
And I do encourage you to sign up and get the PDF ebook. Along with that PDF, you're going to get a series of emails over a week that will take you further into this work and help you to think it through in your own life and assimilate it so that you can grow and so that you can stop this cycle of pleasing people, feeling overwhelmed and resentful. So the first way you're going to disappoint people, disappointment number one, is by clarifying your values and making decisions based on them. I mentioned that we have a whole episode on values. We have episodes, Joanne and I recorded episodes when we first started Reframe Your Life on almost every one of these topics that we're going to explore today. And I will put a link to them in my show notes. When we talk about values, It's not enough to know your values. You need to live by your values. And a lot of us have espoused values. They're values that we say we have. But if I was to look at your life, I would have no idea that this value was important to you. And I'll give you an example of this disparity. There was a poll done in the prior to the last Canadian election, federal election. Canadian voters had identified environmental issues or climate change as a major concern for them. It was a value that they said, and I can't remember the exact number of Canadians, but it was number two, I think, in the list of concerns Canadians had that they were voting on. A poll was done of several thousand people and they were asked how much they were willing to spend per month on environmental issues. So how much would they be willing to pay in taxes to tackle climate change in Canada? And what the answer was, was really surprising. It was around $9 a month. So less than a hundred or around a hundred dollars a year. That's how much people were willing to sacrifice to deal with climate change. Very, very little when you think of it. That's like your Netflix account for the month or there's we're not willing to give up a couple of lattes to deal with the issue of climate change and how it's impacting us. So this value doesn't seem to be real. If you say you and you value climate change, if you or you value the environment and you want to end climate change, it would make sense that you would be willing to put something behind that value that you would be willing to sacrifice or make changes or take action to ensure that that value was realized in your life. I don't know if you've done values work before. It's something that I do a lot when I'm working with women. I think it's a foundational part of knowing who you are and what you stand for. And I also think it's important to know your values if you want to make sound decisions. If you don't know your values, if you don't know what's important to you, you're going to fall into making decisions that are based on what other people value. So know your values, know 
what's important to you and start making decisions based on that and you will find that people are disappointed in you. So if you value getting up in the morning and going out for a run or a walk before work, you are going to have to say no to staying up till midnight, drinking wine and partying with your friends. You can't do both. And when you say to your friends at 10 o'clock, I need to get home because I want to get up early and hit the gym, they are going to be disappointed. And that's okay. It's fine. Let them work through their disappointment. You never know. You might be inspiring them to do the same thing. All right, let's move on to disappointment number two. Disappointment number two is around setting boundaries. If you want to see people disappointed, start putting up boundaries. It's one thing, like your values, it's one thing to know your boundaries, but once you start setting them, you will find that people are disappointed with you. The exciting thing about values to me is that once you start setting boundaries, you are going to have healthier communities and healthier relationships. The challenge with boundaries is that once someone has crossed a boundary, you need to tell them. And that can create anxious feelings for you. It might make you feel afraid. You might be worried about what people are going to think. You might be afraid of how they're going to react. So I grew up in a home where people often reacted violently when they were disappointed or when things didn't go their way. So if my dad came home from work and dinner wasn't ready, yes, I grew up in a home that was so patriarchal. But if my dad came home and my mom didn't have dinner ready and almost on the table, he would lose his mind and they would have a huge fight. And my parents did not fight by ignoring each other or by talking loudly. It could be a full-on brawl with things being thrown across the room, people screaming, dinner thrown on the floor. You never knew what was going to happen. And so I internalize this feeling that if I didn't do what other people wanted, the consequences would be dire. And it took me a long time to work that through and let that go. And I thank my husband for being so helpful in working with me, especially in the early years of our marriage, to understand that he was, he was not going to react like my father. So you might be afraid of boundaries. You're afraid of rejection. You're afraid of conflict. You're afraid of being labeled a bitch. You may fear being thought of as a disruptor on your team. You may fear losing your job or your relationship. There are a lot of things that can happen when you set up boundaries. What else can happen is that people will start to respect you. I love people with clear boundaries. 
even if I don't have the same boundaries as them, I love when people make it clear to me right off the top what they will or will not tolerate. I'm in the middle of booking a vacation to San Francisco and I've spent a big part of today looking at Airbnb listings and I love the listings where the host has very clear boundaries that say no noise after 10 p.m., no dogs, no small children, no alcohol on the premises. It helps me know what what they want and it also helps them to have the right kind of guests staying on their property. Having boundaries is so important and I encourage you to think about disappointing people by setting boundaries. Let's move on to the third way that you can disappoint people. And again, this is all in the PDF. Disappointment number three is saying no. Similar to boundaries, but not necessarily. Somebody does not have to cross a boundary for you to say no. Do you ever get to the end of the week and feel like you didn't get the things you wanted to do done? Of course you have. Life happens. And most of us have a lot of ideas or great ideas about how much we can do in any given week. And then something happens. Somebody needs a ride somewhere. You talk to a client and they suddenly want a proposal and they'd like to have it by Friday and you agree to it even though your week is really full and so you have to push something else back in your week that was really important to you. Here's the truth from years of my experience and from the mouth of my dear friend Oprah. We teach people how to treat us. I just want you to sit with that. You have taught people how to treat you. People don't respond to you in a vacuum. They respond to you, especially the people closest to you, based on what they think you will agree to or how you've shown them in the past you will agree to things or what you've shown them in the past you will do. The great news with this is you can retrain people. You may have said yes to everything your adult son wanted you to do. You may have agreed to look after your grandchildren every weekend for your daughter. You may have agreed to work late every night for a demanding boss. That doesn't mean you have to continue. You can start saying no. You can start saying that you have other plans and you can start retraining them. If the best predictor of your future behavior is your past behavior, of course people are going to expect you to do what you've always done. If you have set up a precedent in your relationships where you are saying yes to things that you don't want to do, you need to start saying no. And that is going to disappoint people. And that's okay. It's an opportunity for them to unpack their expectations of you, where they came from, and deal with them. That's not your job. That's their work to do. All you need to do is say no. I had someone call me last week 
And he wanted me to have a look at a leadership program that he was developing for an organization that he worked for. Now, he just wanted me to pick my brain and have a look at it and go through it with him. And this happens a lot to me. I have designed a lot of curriculum and it's my specialty and I'm good at it. And people know that I have a good ability to uplevel their programs. So when he asked me, he expected me to say yes, because in the past I would have said yes. But one of the things I've been really working on the last few years is saying no. So I simply responded with a no, I'm sorry, it's not something I'm able to do. I'm no longer doing work like this, period. I said that because I didn't want him to come back to me in three months. In the past, I would have said I'm too busy right now and then just put off saying no and then had to say yes later on or I would have had to have that difficult conversation and say no which is even worse and harder because by now he's waited three months for me and expected that once I got through this busy time, I'd be available. So I simply said, no, yes, he was disappointed. He'll get over it. So disappoint people by saying no. The fourth way I want you to disappoint people is by decluttering relationships. Have you ever thought that you have too many people that you are connected to in your life. I've been thinking about this, about how social media and technology have enabled us to have relationships with people that in the past would have drifted out of our life. And it's really hard because we end up with all of these people who say to us, let's get together sometime, or let's have a Skype date, or let's have a Zoom date, let's FaceTime. And it can take up a lot of our energy to maintain these relationships that are not really a part of our everyday life anymore. Imagine what it was like back in the day when the only way to be connected to someone was face-to-face. So you couldn't even write a letter. You couldn't make a long distance phone call. You certainly weren't Skyping or FaceTiming with anyone. What do you think life was like? Do you think people had thousands of friends? Do you think they had hundreds of connections that they were trying to keep going? No, your connections were the people in your circle, the people that you saw day to day as you carried out your life. I think we've created a real burden in our society with relationships that we just carry for years and years through our life, even though we have nothing in common with the people anymore. We were in grade four with them. And then we moved away and now they've reconnected with us on Facebook and they'd love to have coffee. And that can be really overwhelming And we often keep saying yes to people because we don't want to disappoint them. So I'm going to encourage you to declutter your relationships. Prioritize the people that you want to spend time with and then just tell other people. Just say to them, you know what? I have my mother my grandchildren, my adult children, and my close circle of friends, and my work. And I 
really don't have time for anyone else. And it's been great to reconnect with you on Facebook, but I don't think I can commit to getting together, period. Now, they might be disappointed. Chances are they will be disappointed. And that's okay. Disappoint them. They will get over it. And rather than wait around to spend time with you, they'll move on and find people who do have time to build a healthy relationship with them. So think about who you want to spend time with, who you'd rather not spend time with, and what relationships you'd like to let go of and declutter your relationships. You don't have time to have a connected relationship with 500 people. So let it go. Let that expectation you're putting on yourself go and start disappointing people by telling them honestly that your life is full and although you appreciate them and the past that you've had, you no long, you don't have time or you no longer have time to keep meeting with them. Yeah, it's tough. It's awkward. You're a grown up. You can say it in a way that preserves their value, that doesn't hurt them. It may disappoint them, but that doesn't mean it has to hurt them. And that's something I want you to remember as we're going through this. You don't have to intentionally hurt people. And if people feel hurt because you disappointed them, that's their challenge to work through, not yours. Okay, so here we are. We're at the last way I want you to disappoint more people. And it is by speaking your truth. Almost everything we've talked about so far involves your ability to get comfortable saying what you need or what you want in your life. I love the saying, tell the truth and if you can't, don't lie. I want to say that again. It's one of my favorite sayings. Tell the truth and if you can't, don't lie. I always think about when somebody asks you how they look in a certain outfit or if they look like they've gained weight and you don't want to say the truth. You don't want them to feel bad. You don't want to disappoint them. So you lie. You say, no, you don't look like you've gained weight at all. And so they work on the assumption that they look fine and they haven't lost weight, but really or that they haven't gained weight, but really you know that they've probably put on 20 pounds and it would be healthier for them to watch what they're eating and make some healthier choices. So when you don't speak your truth, you actually are hurting people. You're hurting them because you're misleading them in thinking that you are telling them something that is true And instead, you're lying to them. When someone asks you something, I encourage you to speak your truth, even if it means disappointing them. Is it around your values? Do you have an invitation to do something that doesn't align with your values? Speak your truth. Is it around boundaries? And you want to set a boundary, but you're afraid of how people are going to respond? 
speak your truth and even tell them, I am not comfortable with this behavior and I'm afraid to tell you because I think you're going to be upset with me. Talk to them about it. Speak your truth. Do you want to say no to something? Say no. Speak your truth. Has someone low on your priority list asked you to spend a week at their cottage and you don't want to disappoint them? You're going to need to speak your truth or you're going to be spending a week at a cottage with them. The rubber hits the road when you honestly speak your truth. And it isn't just in those four first areas of disappointing that you need to speak your truth. You need to speak your truth about who you are and what you believe and what's right for you and what you want to do in general in your life. About two years ago, or maybe it's longer, maybe it's three years ago, I decided I didn't want to go to church anymore. And most of you know that I have gone to church since my early 20s every Sunday, not just gone to church. My husband was a pastor a lead pastor in a church. And when he left that 10 years ago and started doing transitional work in churches, we no longer went to church together. And I started going to a small local church. And after a while, I just felt like it wasn't where I wanted to be. And so I started staying home on Sunday mornings more and more frequently. And so I might go once a month to church. And then over time, I'd go once every two or three months. And then one day I realized I hadn't gone to church in months. But what I had been doing was every Sunday deciding not to go to church. And I thought how crazy it was to have that decision every Sunday when the truth was I didn't want to go to church anymore. I was done with it. I knew that my husband would probably be disappointed in that decision. And I was a little bit concerned about telling him. And so I sat down with him and I said, I know that church is important in your life. And at one point it was important to me as well, but it no longer is. I feel healthier in every way when I'm not part of a organized religious group. And to his credit and to my surprise, he said, if that's what you want to do, I have no problem with it. And he added, you don't need my permission to do what you think you need to do. And so that was it. I didn't look back. I haven't gone and I don't miss it. And I feel a much healthier and I love my Sunday and the way that I get to craft a restful day that is spiritually nourishing, emotionally satisfying, and sets me up for the coming week. So is there a situation in your life that you need to get honest about? Is there something that you need to say you don't want to do anymore? This is a hard one. It can be deeply rooted in your life. It can be like church was for me, such a part of who I was at one point, but it no longer worked for me. And I needed to let it go. I felt so good when I finally spoke my truth about it and started living 
without the lie in my life and without pretending that it was important when it wasn't. So that's it. That's your five ways to disappoint people. You're going to start disappointing one. Well, actually, you're not going to start. You don't need to do these in any order. But number one is by clarifying your values and making decisions based on them. And if you haven't done that work, I encourage you to do it. Number two is around setting boundaries. So disappoint people by setting boundaries. Number three, disappoint people by saying no. Number four, disappoint people by decluttering your relationships and being honest about how much time you have available for people. And number five, disappoint more people by speaking your truth. And of course, the intention of doing these things is not to hurt people. The intention here is to help you align your life to reflect what's important to you and your reality. You only have so much time and energy and you have great gifts to bring to this world. And there are people who really need you. So get honest about who you are and what's important to you and start disappointing more people. Check out my website, sandyreynolds.com for more about disappointing people and to download the PDF that will give you all of the content from today and more. And if you're struggling with disappointing people, please reach out to me, sandy at sandyreynolds.com. Thank you. And I look forward to being back here again with more Reframe Your Life.